Have you ever gone into a period of rest and then had a revelation? Have you ever gotten quiet and then heard an answer loud and clear? If so, today's show is for you. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso and I'm back, baby. If you don't know, I'm an award-winning podcast producer, host, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. On this show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health, self-development, spirituality, and everything it means to be a human and become more human. Before we get into the show, I want to let you know that I am tonight, if you're listening on Wednesday, June 1st, I have a live show in downtown Burbank at Urban Press Winery at 8 p.m. And you can get tickets at the link in my bio or in the show notes. And today I want to tell you about some of the things I learned on my break. I just made a list. Oh, by the way, just to paint a little mental image for you, I'm coming to you live from my bed. There's so many wires in here. I feel like I'm like sitting in a hospital room right now. Something I like to do is podcast from my bed, but then actually like make my bed so full of technology that it becomes uncomfortable. So, hmm. I feel like that's a metaphor somehow. But um, anyway, yes, I am in my bed surrounded by my pink silk pillows and my my zebra pattern body pillow. And so I just when I was on my walk today, I made a list of some of the things I've learned while on this quote unquote break. The first thing I learned was it wasn't really a break because I was so afraid to take a break that. I actually created work for myself and worried about the podcast a lot in my time off. By the way, I think I'm echoing a ton, uh, so excuse me, but that's what happens when you podcast in a room with mostly hard walls and a hard floor. I prioritize comfort over audio quality today, so I hope you'll forgive me. Yeah, um, it wasn't really a break. I think my tip to you is if you actually need time off, like take real time off. And I kind of knew that was going to happen. And I don't regret the way I did it because I think I needed to have that experience of doing the middle road so that I knew that it was okay and pretty much necessary to actually just like do nothing. Leads me to the second thing. I think I actually need more time off. I, since I didn't feel like I rested because I spent a lot of time worrying about the podcast, thinking about, okay, what am I going to air next week? My original plan was I'm going to, on Saturday before, you know, May 1st comes, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to edit all of them so I can actually take the entire month of May off. But I didn't do that. Something, um, something I'm learning about myself is that I lack consistency. Actually, the most consistent I've ever been in my life just for myself. I've been consistent for other things and other people, but I lack consistency for myself. And the most consistent I've ever been in my life is this podcast. So that's just a piece. But in general, I lack consistency and I tend to procrastinate because I put so many things on my plate. We'll come back to overfilling our schedules later. (laughs) But um, yeah, I ended up making it a week to week thing. And I should have known that that was going to happen. But whatever, I couldn't know until I did it. And because of that, I really feel like I need more time off. If you're going to take time off, just take the time off. Because I bet you if I even would have taken 
two or three full weeks off of the pod, I would have probably been a lot more refreshed than still spending. I was also like interviewing people to potentially bring on as producers to replace Emily, still in the middle of that. So I spent a lot of time thinking about that and therefore not opening this space to bring new energy to myself, even to the podcast, even to like my other creative projects. There definitely were some amazing revelations I had and I'm going to share them in a bit. But yeah, if you're going to take rest, like fully take it. And I think that goes for anything. So not just like if you have a this pretty niche, if you have a podcast and decide to take a month off of it, but if you're taking vacation from work, take the week off. Like don't answer emails. You're going to be so much better when you come back. If you're going out for dinner with your friends, I don't know, that that metaphor doesn't really add up as much. I was going to say like don't text other people, but or don't be on your phone. Like I guess I guess the real answer is like presence, you know, don't just be committed to the thing that you're doing and to like, if, if it is spaciousness and like emptying out a part of your schedule, actually be committed to that. Because to go back to Lighty Klotz, who I had on the show in April, I did subtract, but I also added because I was like putting on the work of my plate of picking out a best of doing a short intro, editing the intro, putting that together. So, and there was still, I was hiring people too. So I subtracted one thing to add another. And I think that that wasn't the best plan. <laughs> if you need the time off, take the time off. So to some, some deeper revelations that don't have to do with me realizing how to properly take a break. One is that I'm obsessed with learning how to build community. And that really came from first thinking about who I want to reach. Because, you know, I've been talking on the pod in the past few months about understanding my why and wanting to get to the bottom of why I want these things so that I can have a deeper reason to get them other than like, I need to make this happen or else I won't be enough, right? Because that's a really hollow place. And even if I get there, I'm still probably going to feel some level of discontent or unhappiness because that's so ego shadow driven, right? So one day I was struck with this kind of download, I think. And I just said, who do you want to reach? And I think I have a good idea from talking to all of you, but I want to expand this show and what I'm doing, my music, all that stuff, much, much bigger. And so I really think figuring out when you're a creative, who you want to reach is just as important as what you're doing. And so I'm going to read you something I wrote. It might take me a long time to figure out where it is. So give me a second. Wow. I turned right to the page. So this is something I wrote that day. I want to reach the sweetest, most sensitive, dearest souls in the world and give them a place to fully be themselves, to be and feel seen, to shout what they're proud of, to have safety to share their shame and be heard with compassion, to create a space where they can create and collaborate, to have challenging conversations respectfully, and to still see the best in each other, to find forgiveness for themselves and others where people can get back to their core and inner child. So I'm really starting to get intentional and think about who I want to reach, 
how I want them to feel with what I'm making. Like I'm picturing that even with the simplest things. Like if I put out like a TikTok video, thinking about who I want it to reach and how I want them to feel when they see it. And thinking from that perspective takes away this feeling of, I need to be perfect. If I'm not perfect, it's bad. And like people won't like me and takes it into how can I like open up more and open my arms to the people that want to open their arms to me? Because if I'm going out to those people, they're going to listen to me and see me through loving eyes and ears. And I'm going to do the same for them. And so I'm, I'm really starting to get intentional about that. I'm also starting to get obsessed. And I'm going to have someone on the show to talk about this with how people create communities. Because I'm working on a few podcasts and, and with a few podcasters right now who have such ravenous communities. And yes, it's because they're amazing, but it's not just that. It's also how people feel connected to them. So I haven't quite cracked the code yet, but I'm trying to figure out why so many people connect to them and why they connect to them as passionately as they do. Because when you can create a community where people feel connected to you and they also feel seen and heard and they feel connected to the other people in the community just because they're part of the community, then you never really have to think about like, what's my marketing plan? Like, how am I going to get this out? Like it kind of naturally happens. And so I think that's really the sweet spot for all of us creatives. It's like, how can I create a community of like-minded and hearted people that can lift up my work and lift up the work of each other and, and just be like a kind, loving space. And I really think it comes down to how you make somebody feel, how you make them feel, if they feel seen, if they think that you're telling the truth about who you are, if you're honest about your struggles, that's a big one. I think people are very drawn to being honest about your struggles. I mean, that's something I'm, I think I've really cracked myself open in the past year, but I think I want to do even more work on being vulnerable on this pod and in my life and like just being like that across the board because, yeah, I think then too, if you are vulnerable and practicing that everywhere, if I don't hit a right note in a song I post or the podcast isn't perfectly edited, I'm going to be able to like live with that because I can be vulnerable and admit that I'm not perfect and admit that life isn't perfect, right? And I think... The weird thing is we think that we have to be perfect in order for people to like us, but if we're not perfect, which nobody is, and we admit to it, people actually like us more. So yeah, I'm thinking a lot about this community thing. I'm going to keep you updated, but I really think it comes down to the way you make people feel. And I'm starting to get really intentional about who I want to reach. Obviously, you are a person I want to reach, but who outside of our very small community do I want to reach? How can we widen this and how can I get you all in touch with each other more? One other thing I definitely learned during this time. Okay. If you take a break from something you like and in the rest of your life, it's filled up with things you either don't like or things that aren't quite what you like, those things that you don't like will like take it as a cue from the universe to be like, okay, she's got an extra space. Let's give her more of this because that's what you're dedicating your time to. I can't get too specific without giving it away, but let me give you a scenario of what it might be like. And 
I'd love to get specific, but I can't for many reasons. I'll tell you someday. Don't worry. Um, But let me give you a scenario of what it might look like. So let's say you love ice skating and you have ice skating three days a week, but you're a student and you're studying math and you really don't like math, but you think it's a smart thing to study because you want to be a doctor someday. And I don't even know if that's a good thing to study if you want to be a doctor. But anyway, long story short, in this fake life, you study math because you think it's a smart thing to do, even though you fucking love figure skating and you want to figure skate three days a week. Well, guess what? It's getting closer to finals. You know you can't do figure skating for a while because you have to focus on this math thing. All of a sudden, the math starts piling on and you just can't get out from under the math homework. There's like more and more stuff every single day. Like the tests are getting insane. The teacher wants you to spend extra hours doing math because you decided you were going to stop doing figure skating for this period of time leading up to finals. I'm saying, I don't know if it's because the universe is trying to tell you like, stop studying math. It's not what you like. You want to be a figure skater (laughs) or, or like a figure skating coach. Or if it's because, I don't know, like the universe senses a hole in your schedule and then fills in the gaps with the thing that you're dedicating your time to and like putting your energy on either way. Like I have found, and I don't also, sorry if that metaphor made no sense, but to get back to it, like when you do take something out of your life that you like just to create space, because maybe it's like one of the things that you have full control over. Sometimes the things that you are dedicating your time to, if there are other things that you don't like or aren't your ideal destiny will start piling more on you without even knowing that you're taking time off the thing that you love or like. So that's just an interesting fact and like all the more reason to go for what really lights you up. I've also realized health is everything. I haven't even talked about this on the show, but I've really been struggling the past few months with my gut health. Interestingly enough, I have something called SIBO, which stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And I think it's intestinal. If not, it's intestine. But anyway, that accounts for a lot of the gut issues that have cropped up over the past few years in my life. And I I don't know, I guess maybe because I'm like pausing and like slowing down a little bit and allowing my body to heal. Like one thing I will say is during this time, I didn't force myself as much as I usually do. Like I didn't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I let myself rest a little bit more. I was a little bit more gentle. There were days, there was one day actually in early May is Mother's Day. Since my mom's not here, I couldn't celebrate with her in person. Shout out to Joanne. I just laid, I mean, I FaceTimed my mom for like an hour and then I laid in bed all day long. Other than that, all I did was take a walk. And literally that was one of my favorite days of the month because I never let myself do that. If I ever am laying in bed for a lot of the day, It's because I'm working from bed. I love working from bed. You know, they say you should only be in bed to sleep and have sex. But I say work from bed if you want to work from bed. It feels like you're getting away with something. I highly recommend it. But yeah, to to circle back to the gut health and, and health being everything. In this time, because I think I have been letting my body rest a little bit more, I have been getting some flare-ups of the SIBO that like range from nausea to like big issues with 
the bowels and that kind of stuff um, to acid reflux. But I think it's because I'm like finally like letting the stress. For instance, have you ever been working really, really hard and then you finally like you finish the big project and then you finally like exhale and then you get sick? I think that that kind of happened to me this month where my body has just been holding on so tight and it's like, oh, we can relax. Okay, here's what's going on. And it was hard, but to look at the good side of it, because I do think that's important and I'm going to get back to that too. I had to deal with it when it was confronting me in that way. I mean, there were some days when I had really debilitating stomach pains and you know, the hard thing is I thought I had kind of cured my SIBO. I'd been taking these herbal antibiotics and I took some regular antibiotics that only target the small intestine, but it was good because I was kind of not taking it as seriously until this month. And then I finally realized like you have to get in charge of this because now it is holding you back. Like you're having days when you have to like lay down and I need to like be more careful with what I put in my body and like really treat it with love and like Dr. Dane here says, like, ask your body what it wants to eat. Like, thank it for what it's doing for you. Like, just being so grateful for what the body can do, even when it is in pain and having some sort of issue. And so, like, health is definitely, I've really, like, kind of wiped off my lens and narrowed my focus on that. And that's something I'm really looking at. Talking about the positive thing, though, or, like, looking at the good side of things. One other thing I realized during this month is... <sighs> I don't know if it was the pandemic or like the emphasis in our culture to not constantly be making lemonade out of lemons, but I think I've gotten too far into like, let me tell you about all my pain or like, or like not even let me tell you, but like thinking about my pain all the time and the things that are bad instead of looking at everything I have and what I want and like really holding on to hope and what could be. I think in the past year, year and a half, I've just, I've lost some of my hope because things have been so hard at times and I feel like I haven't been making the strides I want to make and feeling lost and all that. But I'm a naturally optimistic person. I mean, probably to the extreme when I was little, but like a lot of things in my life, I was very childlike and whimsical for so long. And then I got into media and I got very businesslike. And now I'm coming back to the center and having this inner child self meet this businesswoman self and shake hands and be an inner child businesswoman. Well, I need to do that with my positive self too. Like I want to see the real stuff going on and see the pain and feel the pain. But I also really need to believe that the best possible outcome could happen. And I need to, to believe in myself and to think that good things can happen for me and to see the light even in the darkness, like even with the health stuff, seeing that there is or at least could be a purpose here. I think that I've gone too far away from positive thoughts your way, which is how I still sign some of my emails, but have gone away from a little bit and um, more to like, hope you're not suffering too bad, you know, and I, I want to get back to the power of positive thinking. I do think that's real. I don't want to think so positive that I don't acknowledge the pain, but I have gone too far in the direction of negativity 
and it's not helpful to me. If being in your pain for any period of time is helpful to you, I say go for it. Do what you want to do. Do what you need to do. But for me, I think I've been sitting way too much in my pain and it's not helping me. And I kind of need to like (laughs) just snap myself out of it because for me, for a good portion of my life, positive thinking did work. And so I want to try it again and see if it helps. If nothing else, I think I'll be happier, which I'm all for. Another thing I've noticed during this time is that there seems to be kind of a theme of taking a pause. Brene Brown just announced that she's taking the entire summer off of her podcast. I think maybe off of other things she's doing too. I feel like the collective is really taking a breath right now because the past two and a half years have worn on us, wear on us, have been wearing on us, are wearing on us. And and that's interesting to note. I feel very, I don't know. Well, part of me, I'll be honest, the, the narcissistic part of me is like, am I a trendsetter? <laughs> but I don't think so. I think I'm listening to collective consciousness and, you know, we're all in tune with each other and feeling this need and this deep, deep exhaustion inside all of us and this deep inner need to take a breath and slow down so that we can do the work we want and need to do again. And circling back to the positive thing, another thing that I've really been thinking about and that keeps coming up through a lot of different people, like it's it's funny, like sometimes when there's a sign I need to get, I don't know if it's God or my spirit guides or what, it's like almost relentless, you know, it just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. And so one of these things that I've been getting a lot lately through all the podcasts I'm producing, through books I'm reading, through things I see on social media, through podcasts I'm listening to, through songs is what stories have you been telling yourself about your life and are they true? And even if they're true, are they helpful? Just produce this interview with this guy and He just put this thing in such a profound way. And I think that the gist of it is something happens to you, but instead of it being about the thing that happens to you, and I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to say it exactly, but I'm going to just summarize what this person said. Something bad happens to you. And then instead of it just being that bad thing that happened to you, you have a million little stories about that thing and a million reactions to it, and a whole world you build up around that bad thing that happened to you, that that's what causes the suffering. It's not even necessarily the thing. The thing is just a fact, but it's the stories you build up around this bad thing, the mythologies often that you build up around this bad thing that make you suffer. And that often take you away from your true self, that bring you to your false self, that bring you to that shadow self, and that tell you stories that you're not enough, that the world doesn't love you, that you couldn't have a place, all these things. And I think I have a lot of stories about my life, my career, my success, and most of them aren't helpful. And a lot of them aren't true. And what if I could tell myself a better story or maybe better yet, what if I could just wipe the slate clean? Like, okay, these are the things that happened to me, but the mythology I built up around them, the meaning I've given to these things, 
I can let that meaning go and create new meaning and stay present and focus on my goals instead of the meaning I put around these failures that I see from the past and what I really want to do and who I want to reach and how I want them to feel with what I do. So I have like a million more of these to say. I feel like this is already going pretty long. Um, So I'm going to wrap it out with a couple things. And then I'm going to come back, I think, next week and finish up this list because there's so much more and I just don't think that right now I can do it justice. Maybe I'll do an episode with Timmy or one of my friends finishing up the list. But one thing I do want to tell you is I finally booked my tickets to go to Europe. Timmy and I are going in July and we're going to be going to Munich for a while and then we're flying down to Sicily and we're going to go to the city where my grandfather grew up, Marsala, Sicily. And then we're going to go to Mary, which is near Palermo, which my um, my other grandfather's family is from. And then hopefully we're going to get all the way up to Venice in Italy and um, go to a town where my grandma's family was from, which is called Asana Decimo. But definitely those two towns in Sicily. We haven't like fully plotted out the trip yet. I tried to get out of it like a million times because I was scared, but basically Timmy wouldn't let me. <laughs> It's been my dream for so long. I think that's a lesson in and of itself. Sometimes we really do need somebody else to push us to go toward our dreams, especially big lifey dreams. For some reason, at least for me, those can be even more scary than pursuing my creative dreams because, I mean, that's really a chance on yourself. There's no like clear capitalistic reward to it. I mean, if anything, you lose money on the trip. It's like totally divine feminine to prioritize travel for pure pleasure. But it's not just for pure pleasure. It's also, I don't know. I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but I feel like going to Sicily and going to Marsala and like walking the land that my grandpa like walked on and that he left so that he could create a better life for us. I think it's going to be really healing. Like looking into faces that I see on the street and knowing like you could be my cousin. I actually went on Facebook and like looked up Lagrasso Marsala and there's dozens of Lagrassos living there. And I'm going to maybe try to reach out to some of them. I don't know. But just knowing that I have family there, you know, my, my grandfather's dad died at sea. So like, this is kind of morbid, but I actually think it's beautiful. Like knowing that when I'm swimming in the sea there, like, my ancestors' DNA is literally like in the sea. It's in the land. And being able to honor him and like wonder who he was and maybe say a little prayer for him. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's going to be really life-changing. And I'm super excited. And I think for you, I want to remind you to take time to... Dream your life dreams, to remember your life goals, to, I don't know, I'm going for two weeks. Like, I've never taken a two-week vacation in my life. That's scary to me, but it's so exciting. I'm going to Italy. Like, in 2020, I said my dream, my goal this year is to get to Italy. I've had Sicily and Italy on my dream board since 2015. 
I don't know if my grandparents, my my mom's parents ever even got to Italy. I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm fulfilling some sort of pilgrimage that I was meant to do and I feel really lucky and really blessed to be able to do it. Um, I was able to book my ticket on miles. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. A ticket to Italy or to um, Munich right now is only, or at least when I booked it, was only like 10,000 miles more than a ticket to Detroit round trip. It's insane right now. Anyway, highly recommend you book yourself a two-week vacation to your country of origin. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. When I finally booked it, something in me opened up. It was like this fist that had been clutched in my chest finally released. And then this golden light kind of like opened up and came out through my chest. I felt like some answer was being unlocked to me, even though I don't know what it is. But it was like the beginning of some 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 answer that I'm supposed to know. So that's exciting. A pillow just fell off my bed. <laughs> um, but that's very exciting. And I think in getting rid of the stories that are not beneficial, and by that I mean like the meaning you give to the things that have hurt you in life, right? But in addition to that, I think I want to clarify like what my own story is, like what my own purpose is. I think I thought I knew that and I do think I know it sort of. So there's this one quote by Salvador Dali that when I was in this beautiful play in college, references to Salvador Dali make me hot, I found. So here's what he said. I am painting pictures which make me die for joy. I am creating with an absolute naturalness without the slightest aesthetic concern. I am making things that inspire me with profound emotion. And I'm trying to paint them honestly. That. (laughs) That. I want to find out what that is in my life. And it's not just a thing. Like for a while I thought it was acting. Like that's how I feel about acting. But I want to find out like what's the deeper, grittier thing. I think I'm getting way closer. Sometimes when you're super close, you feel like you're incredibly far away because you know too much. (laughs) And when you know too much, you feel like you know nothing. But I think I'm getting closer. I think I'm actually really close. So close that I'm tempted to turn around. But I'm not going to. I know the answer is coming my way. And then I'll get to the answer. And then I'll go have to find another answer someday soon. (laughs) You know, like that's just how it works. But, But there's some deep answer that's coming my way. There's some sort of homecoming inside of me that I'm getting to. That took, it took and it's taking me way, 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 way longer than I want it to take. But it's happening. I can finally feel it starting to happen. And I think a hard thing for me is like when it wasn't happening, that's when I panic. You know, I panic between knowing what I want and getting what I want. I feel like in between those things, what if it never happens? What what if I just am stuck here forever and I feel miserable forever because I know what I want, but I don't know how to get what I want and I'm never going to be able to get what I want and I'm going to know it. And that's the worst hell to be in, to know what you want and have no idea if you're ever going to get it. But I'm starting to find a calmness 
in that in-between space and an acknowledgement that I'm not where I want to be and that's disappointing, but I believe that I will get there. I have faith. I believe in myself. I have what it takes. So I will just stay steady and keep going. Remember who I'm speaking to and how I want them to feel and what my mission is. And as long as I focus on that, I'm going to be okay. So come back next week for part two of what I've learned in my quote unquote break. (laughs) It was a break, but next time I take a break, I'm going to take an actual break. And thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, remember to rate, review, follow the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Remember, you can leave a rating on Spotify. That's super helpful. Tell a friend about the show. Post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative. And I will repost to share my gratitude. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'd like to thank me for producing today's show because right now I'm wearing all the hats and that's a lot. And again, I have a live show today, Wednesday, June 1st at Urban Press Winery in downtown Burbank at 8 p.m. You can get tickets at the link in my bio or in the show notes. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. Again, thank you. I love you so, 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 so much. Thank you for being with me on my journey, for being an early adopter of me. So grateful for you. And I believe in you with all my heart. And I hope that you always leave this show feeling a little bit better about being yourself and that it's safe to be your full self. I love you and I'll talk with you next week.